So here we are again. We're back. We back. And back again. <laughs> Josh and Lauren's back. Tell a friend. I feel like I've probably done that before. As I'm giving my answer here, can you just like slowly and softly just sing that in the background? <laughs> Guess who's back? 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 Sorry. No, that's what I was hoping. I hope we can just that entire episode. This entire episode is just us talking at the same time. And you're just singing. So you were asking at the end of last episode, how do you practice forgiveness? And my question to you is. Because it's probably different, right? When it's another person versus yourself. Oh, yeah. So my first question to your question is, are you more quickly forgiving other people or yourself? Um, honestly, I feel like it should be the opposite. I feel like most people would say the opposite, but I feel like I'm more forgiving of myself Mm. um, first and foremost, but it's taken a lot of work. Um, I think I've talked about this before, how I have this like, I it's, it's like a perfectionistic tendency where I just feel like I, I have this little idea in my mind of how things can all be perfect and and fixed and wrapped up in a pretty little bow. And if someone doesn't, isn't that way for me on the outside, on the surface, I, I can logicalize and, and like intellectualize that, you know, I can't expect that of people, right? I can't expect a certain perfect fixed to a problem, a certain perfect apology. I can't expect those things of people. And it's not, honestly, it's not their job to give that to me. But will I silently hope and be sad that I haven't gotten that thing? Yes. And I hate it. Yeah. And I hate it. But it has made me, honestly, I think a, a good outcome of that, I mean, maybe resentment that I have for some people that I'm still working to let go of. Um, it's made me, in turn, be try to be more self-aware and ask what people need mm-hmm. from me, um, which I think is a good trait to come out of that yeah because you know you want someone to feel like they can tell you hey you did this thing and it hurt me you know and what is often met with that is like defensiveness you know none of us want to be in the wrong none of us want to be the harmer none of us want to cause harm I mean not none of us but you know I think (laughs) I think majority of us don't want to cause harm. And so it's hard to hear from someone that you have, you hurt them. And so I really worked hard to be that person who 
someone can come tell me that Mm -hmm. and you know forgiveness isn't important to me it's just listening and hearing and doing my best to not harm people and not if I do you know not ever do it again grow learn change all those things how's that for an answer deep (laughs) I think it comes down to um, timing again and it, it comes down to instantaneous culture and when someone tells you that you did something that hurt them you said that you instantly want to become defensive and it's because again you don't want to sit in the uncomfiness of mm-hmm. hurt or negativity. And really the only thing that heals that is time. And it takes time yeah. for things like that, for you to look back on, to not think emotionally, but rather logically on the situation, to see things from other perspectives, whatever it may be. So yeah, I have empathy. I mean, how, how else, how else can you forgive if you don't have empathy for that person or maybe why they acted that way? I mean, like if we're thinking about, I mean, I know, again, it's an extreme example, but you know, people who have committed crimes, it's like, maybe they weren't privileged enough to be in an environment where they learned anything, but the things that they have, the the crimes that they've committed. Maybe, maybe if I was in that situation, I also would have ended up in jail my whole life growing up, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, and the same goes, I mean, obviously this is not a comparison between someone who's committed a crime and is in jail, but like a lot of childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can't go back in time and change. And, and it's kind of pointless to tell your parent, hey, you hurt me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, it's just like, yes, yes, true. Your feelings are valid. But also, we need empathy for the parent or the guardian or, you know, the caretaker, the environment and the nuance. Oh God, the nuance. Yeah. What is nuance? Right. Yeah. That's so well said. And to your original question at the end of the episode that I keep avoiding is (laughs) how you practice forgiveness and I think this is something that comes with life experience. And I'm saying this at the risk of sounding like an old person that tells young people. Back in my day. Yeah. You're too young. You're too young to understand. Yep. Oh, but maybe they were right when they said that. I know. Getting older. Painful. Yeah. Because I think how I would have practiced forgiveness before is different from now because before... I think I would have held in like resentment or, um, and I feel like I'm a pretty optimistic person. So even me saying Mm -hmm. that it wouldn't have been like a crazy amount of resentment, 
That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you could, I don't, I don't imagine you to have many grudges or if any at all. No, I don't either. But even like back in the day, I think it it would have been more so like me being hurt Mm -hmm. than me being mad. Yeah. Like when, you know, the parent says, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. That was pretty much me. That's (laughs) still me too. But now I feel like because of my current life situation, like where I have a wife and I'm happy and I'm healthy and I'm in a pretty good spot that the other things, just the everyday, like, you know, someone cuts me off on the highway. Mm-hmm. I step in dog poop. And it <laughs> rains when I'm walking from one building to the next, whatever it is. Like, uh, yeah, just like little things. Um, they're kind of trivial now and they're proper, properly rated and the scale of priority. So I think that just the accumulation again of life events have allowed me to more um, healthily, if that's a word, (laughs) more just kind of um, take care of myself in a more healthy fashion and not get emotional about whatever it may be. Um, yeah so it's a lot of just forgiving of yourself yeah I feel like that term is so um what's the word I mean I want to say cliche of like you need to forgive yourself it just sounds like such a like a shrink yeah you know type of thing but it really is it really is necessary (laughs) it is and I think I really get it from both parents but especially my dad because my Mm -hmm. dad is just very go with the flow um he has direction and he has a purpose but like whenever like something falls upon him he just lets it roll off his shoulders and he doesn't get caught up in the unnecessary stuff. And I am constantly striving to get to his level. I don't know. It's if I the most, it's that. the most envious, envious quality. I don't get it. I don't understand yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like when I achieve that, it's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy. It's like Robert Barkley's hierarchy <laughs> of needs of needs. And it's like the self-actualization one that they say people never truly achieve. He has truly achieved that. Yeah. And I'm just trying to get there, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, um, you can only handle so much. So don't, don't let other people and other things ruin your day because you Mm -hmm. can only do so much and you can only be so much for others. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just lower, kind of- lower your expectations. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so shitty, but it, but really is. It's, yeah. it's about lowering <clears throat> your expectations of, of people, of situations, of conversations, of outcomes. Um, because you can't control that shit. Yeah. So here's my question for you then. Okay what is what is the end game because you were saying earlier what is cancel the end culture game? Yeah. yeah so 
social media is only becoming more prevalent and it's really becoming reality to a degree because it kind of used to be that social media was this auxiliary thing that would sometimes weave in and out of mainstream. Now it kind of dictates mainstream. And are we going to talk about, are we going to talk about meta? Cause please, can we not? No, we don't have time. For okay, that. good, 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 good. <laughs> so now it kind of is reality and we kind of follow to the beat of that drum. So five, 10 years from now, what does this manifestation look like after all these mutations? Of cancel culture or of yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you know, I hope that it's it's the ebb and flow. My hope is that it is the means to an end that will be good. That it has, I mean, it it has become mainstream for the upcoming generation. Um <clears throat> And kind of expectations of always knowing what is and what isn't problematic, what is the best, most current information, um, all of those things are are good qualities. And I think inclusivity is the end goal. (laughs) Even though it really seems like that's the opposite of the end goal, because what is what is inclusivity, but bringing everybody into the fold where canceling is literally saying, get out of this fucking fold. You can never come back in. (laughs) But um, another good quote from this podcast was um, extremism happens when moderation fails. Hmm. And so moderation, maybe, you know, here and there, people were like, "Mm, maybe don't say that word. Maybe, maybe let's, let's stop trying to use the R word, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are like, oh, no, it's not that big a deal, you know? And then we're like, fuck that shit. Yeah. You're canceled. Like, it's not acceptable anymore. I'm sorry. I'm done asking mm-hmm. politely. You're done. Like, that's yeah. a popular thing on TikTok right now. You're done. Um, I'm hip. Um, so I guess quick question are you hip if you have to say that you're hip no exactly chuggy as fuck um so I guess my hope is is that it will be the catalyst um to where when the pendulum the pendulum is swinging back it's it is a more moderate version because it has been made so expected so mainstream so like so people are now afraid maybe in a good way of saying problematic things or I mean I mean this is a side tangent but some people do it on purpose for attention hopefully those people don't last for a while that's just me but yeah so I I'm hoping that eventually it will mellow out into this Cause I think it's, I think the conversations have been kind of going on here and there of, is it helpful? Like is cancel culture is canceling the act of canceling the act of raking someone through the coals on social media, the act of, I don't know, doxing them and, and calling their jobs and telling them and getting them fired and all of these things. 
is it helping? Yeah. The overall conversation. You could argue for both sides, I think. I, I think yeah. the end result will be good. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully these conversations happen more and more to where more and more people are talking about, okay, yeah, but let's dial it back. And if, if we want progress, we have to give room for progress. Mm-hmm. And conversation. So that's it's, my hope. Yeah. And I think it's kind of that, that old saying of the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And I think it's yeah. that way with everything where you have an extreme left and an extreme right, for example, politics. And mm-hmm. typically the majority of the people fall in the middle of that somewhere. There's a spectrum, right. obviously. And I think it's the same thing with this. And that's what you are saying too. You have to think about the, the internet, social media, all that stuff. In the grand scheme of things, it's still really in its infancy or adolescence. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's kind of this wild west of unregulated, just insaneness. And we don't know how to regulate it. That's yeah. It's so, it's so fast that we don't know how to, yeah. If you are having trouble kind of um, contextualizing this, just watch any video of Congress people talking to Facebook officials and hearing them <laughs> trying to use words, phrases, ideologies regarding look up, technology. Look up, look up Finsta specifically. Oh gosh, yes, please. Um, pause it this. It was I. Uh, yeah, pause this. It's, go go to YouTube and people. search <laughs> search. Uh, I don't even know. Just I mean, I'm sure if you typed in Finsta Congress, it would come up. Yes, F I N S P A. So it goes to show that yeah, technology is moving much more rapidly than laws, regulation, whatever it may be. And um, I heard this interesting concept of you know your utilities are regulated, but you know social media and the internet is just this wide open thing. Right. And obviously there's like, you know, freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff too. But that's why I think it's really good that there are people on both sides of it. Because no matter where you fall in agreement with any topic, like let's say cancel culture, because you have two sides, typically what ends up happening is the middle of that. And you don't have too much of either. And I think the pendulum is swinging, hopefully, towards the middle, where there is um, learning that's occurring, and there's also progress that's occurring, and it's mm-hmm. not all or all or nothing. So, I don't know. I, but I, I just wonder. I wonder what it is going to look like because, man, it's, it's. Um, a thing now and i mean you can never see you can never see the end of it when you're in it it just feels like how could things ever change or how like what what will it take for the pendulum to swing back i guess we'll see but i guess we will do you have any other things that you wanted to bring up 
Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you had, do you think there are instances or like what would it take for a person to deserve to legit be canceled in in this era because there are people who have been you know I think with things like the Me Too movement um, and people finally having voices and coming out against repeat offenders of awful things over years and years and years um, and I watched I watched an episode on a YouTube channel called I think they're Jubilee they do a, a series called middle ground and they talked about cancel culture and it was in the era of R Kelly. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, what, what is, what is like, is there too far? I mean, this is on topic of, of the death penalty too, you know, like, is there a point of no return? Is there a point of no forgiveness cancel cancel away there is no room for growth are there instances where that you don't have to answer specifically obviously like you don't have to give your specific opinion on specific people but do you think there is people who don't there is no there is no room for growth there is no coming back yeah i mean and is that fair yeah i mean if i if i were to give like specific instances of cancelable actions yeah I think five years from now I could get canceled for (laughs) because because things change so quickly people change so quickly but I think the biggest things are a when a person does something that is questionable what is their reaction Mm -hmm. to that yeah and the thing is we will never truly know the intent of someone's heart. Right. We have to take them for their word on it. And then eventually their reaction to um, everyone's outcry. But I think that's really the first thing is how the person reacts to something and the actions they take following the incident. Right, right. But then... I don't know. I think the other thing too is on the people like us, right? Like if, if someone does something, it all goes back to our original conversation of, can you forgive? Do you forgive? How do you forgive? And that is kind of an individual thing. And I tend to be a forgiving person. I tend to think that one thing does not define a person overall and what you were saying there's context to everything and so I am of that mindset but I know there are plenty of other people now obviously if a person does something that may limit their freedoms in certain capacities for a certain amount of time might um, you know make it harder for them to have certain professions depending on the severity and the you know the things that they're doing but as a human overall, over the span of their lifetime, um, 
I would hope that I would be able to find forgiveness for actions like those people in Charleston during that tragedy that happened. Easier said than done. Oh my God. But um, yeah, I think it really comes down to that person's actions following the incident or whatever it may be. I agree. I agree. Well, I don't, I don't know that I, that I really have anything else. I mean, I feel like that was a, a good deep conversation. I needed that. Yeah. I feel like we were just sitting like in a bar at like 2 a.m. just <laughs> talking. <laughs> I love it. So I guess our challenge to you, or at least my challenge to you, the listener, is where do you fall in all of this? And when it comes to cancel culture, what is your immediate gut reaction? What is your well thought out reaction to it? Where do you see this going? Um, and how do you kind of wrestle with it all? So anything else on your part? No, I think we deserve a mic drop. Okay. Sounds good. 